0: Today's guest, Grace Yarber, is from Seattle, Washington. Uh, her and her husband have done tremendous amount of flips and they have a rental portfolio and they lead meetups and just, you know, real, real leaders in this real estate investing space. I uh, had such a great interview with her and, and really got to some neat aspects of why we're doing what we're doing. Hmm. So what, what I think was really powerful and I think, you know, the ladies, ladies listening, you'll, you'll get this, but... She speaks about how her and her husband really sat down and said, "What is the lifestyle we want to lead?" And they got really specific, really clear. And then they look back on their business and maybe new business opportunities and said, "How do we then piece these, you know, these, you know, kind of puzzle pieces together to support their lifestyle?" And sometimes we do it the other way around, and it's not as effective. So that was real, real. I think you'll really appreciate her getting into that on today's episode.
1: Yeah, that's a game changer for me. And also, she mentioned about giving back. She and her husband, uh, they they together have this uh, conference in Seattle. And the latest one that they had, they raised $200,000 for a charity. And we talked about it. We always say, oh, when X happened, I will start giving back or donating. And we discussed this mentality. We are able to give their money, our time, our expertise now. It doesn't really matter where you are at in real estate. And I think it's such a valuable mindset to have. And she's just a rock star. You guys are going to enjoy her a lot. Enjoy, ladies.
0: Hey guys, it's Liz. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to remind you that time is running out and you have four weeks left to get your ticket to InvestorCon 2024, the number one premier conference for women in real estate. It's happening from June 2nd to 4th in Austin, Texas. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit investhercon.com today and use the code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. That's dot con.com. And use the promo code 100PODCAST to get $100 off your ticket. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show. I like to just pause right there. (laughs) (laughs) Where we're up to supporting women and empowering them uh, to live financially free and balanced lives and whatever balance means to you. So that is our big mission and our big why of why we do our podcast and we're building this community of meetups and, and on Facebook, online, offline, and, and lots more to come with some membership. Uh, we're creating a membership uh, that's going to be really exciting uh, in the next six months. So yeah. so, yeah, that's what we're up to. That's our mission. Um, but thanks for being on our show. And thank you for you being here, Grace um, Yarber, over, uh, over there in uh, the West Coast. We're excited to have you on our show. So, welcome.
2: Thank you so much, Liz and Andressa. My name is Gracie Arbo with Fixated Real Estate, and I'm super excited to be with you, ladies, and share some knowledge and ask you questions and continue our journey of financial freedom.
0: Awesome. Grace has a great, a great story. Her and her husband are up to some amazing, amazing things. So we'll, we'll get to their story in a moment and her story in a moment. Um, Before we go there, we'd like to just connect. um, Andressa, you're doing well. I always feel like I I, talk so much and then I'm like, (laughs)
1: Oh my gosh. Offline, we talk so much too. So I feel when, when Liz and I don't talk for like a day or like, everything okay? With right, right,
0: right. Did you fall off the face of the earth? <laughs> um, but as we like to do, we really like to connect with, with you ladies listening. And, you know, we're on this journey with you. And, and, and I think that's really, hopefully that comes across in all of our episodes and all the stuff that we're up to is that we're, we're really just learning and growing along with you. And, you know, something I wanted to share that was a really, a really big breakthrough for me last week was creating quiet time to think. Mm. So what, what ended up happening, and I'll, I'll really bottom line this because I can go on for an hour about this, but my, we planned a family trip, right, in the Poconos, which people aren't familiar, you're laughing because you heard this story. Um, but for people that are not familiar, the Poconos is a, is a pretty little lake area up here in Pennsylvania. Folk, my folks have a place there. So it's like a really neat little retreat place for us to go and sit on the lake and Zen out as a family. And we planned this trip together as a family. We've done other things during the summer, but you know, we planned this trip and, and it was family time. So, um, so about three weeks before that, my husband's like, Hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'd like to go to this mastermind event with, a, with this group that he's a part of. And, um, I honestly really wasn't thinking about what he was saying. I mean, I don't know how many people do that where (laughs) your spouse is talking and you're not fully present, you know, unfortunately. I I hate to admit it, but that's what came up for me. And I was like, well, do you want to go? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, then go. You know, like it was not a long conversation. So then we get there on Monday, the family trip. Now he's leaving on Thursday, right? And I'm like, why did I say yes to this? Hold on. (laughs) First, he's leaving on the family trip. And then I'm like, what are you doing today, hon? We're going go to go to the lake. And he's like, oh, I have, I have conference calls all day. I thought I was just going to work from the Poconos this week. I'm like, okay. I was like going to go out of my mind because I'm like, first is our family trip and you're working all week and then you're leaving early, right? But I had to look in the mirror and I had to say to myself, he asked me what I thought about him going on this trip. For, for our argument's sake, he asked me, he didn't ask me once. He actually asked me twice. Um, But what's been happening for me, and this is a breakthrough, and I think it hopefully will relate to some of the ladies listening, is that I go from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And so when I'm working, I'm all working, and then I'm going to pick my kids up from camp, and then I'm taking my son to swimming lesson. And then my husband's talking to me about something, and I'm kind of trying to connect and help my two-year-old who's like, you know, saying no to me and taking her clothes off, you know? So, you know, you have these, all these segments of your life. And I was going to thing, to thing, to thing and not creating any quiet time. And I meditate. That's the funny part. I do meditate and have quiet time in the morning. But what I got present to is that when I go from transition to working mode, mom mode, wife mode or whatever mode, um, I wasn't like transitioning in a peaceful way Mm. and I wasn't present to really what my husband was saying. And if I had thought about it and said, you know what, let me think about that. Or what do you want to get out of it? And it is during our family week of time that we kind of scheduled together three months ago or whatever, Um, I would have said that's not the best timing. But I wasn't even giving myself the space to do that. So anyway, long story short, because I, you know, I could go on and on about my, you know, craziness, but I think what was really helpful and I think we all need to take in our lives is like really how do we how do we really become present to like the segment of life I'm in right now because right. we wear so many hats. And, like, probably my husband was telling me about this trip. And honestly, I probably had four of the things to talk to him about with the business, with our kids, my son pees all the time, whatever we have to talk about. But I had a long list, probably. And I'm like, yeah, 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 go on the trip. I want to get to what I need to tell you about. I didn't say that, but that's probably what my energy was. And that's not right. So I'm going to be much more present to my husband and much more present to thinking about like where we are in our world and just stop and not make a knee jerk reaction yeah. um because i have to own that you know and i was annoyed at him why are you going on this trip and i'm like I, no. I told you you could no. like it's not his fault the poor guy we you know all,
1: we all we all first like what the hell and then i think that the most important thing that i want to acknowledge you is that you took a step back and you say okay what is what is my contribution with with the situation and most important i think we all are used to getting responses quicker and i'm not saying that it's his fault your fault us in we are 2019 where we can google things we can get things on our doorsteps in two hours with with amazon so sometimes we get so caught up in this uh time frame where we give responses right Mm -hmm. away without stopping and say hey I need a couple of minutes to think about it, and not just with spouses, with friends, with business partners, whoever yeah. you communicate with. Can I get back to you? I just need a couple of minutes to think through what you're requesting.
0: And I need to do that because what what, what came up for me, not again, not to make this like a therapy session for myself, which is
1: coming, but I
0: appease my husband. I'll just say yes because I want to be like. I also, part of me is appeasing, you know, and I do that in our mm-hmm. business. I do that in our personal life and that's got to stop too, where I'm not just saying yes all the time.
2: And, and I want to give a big credit to you, Liz, that your level of awareness and like, like I said, to step back yeah. and acknowledge it and take the ownership of, you know, of our mindset and the state where you yeah. were at that time. I feel like that's a, that's a huge beginning that takes it to the next level, you know, that you can contribute to others and your family as well. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I can uh, relate to a little bit when you mentioned transitions, one of the things that my husband and I, we are business partners and we love spending time together, but at times I have a trouble where I would not be able to turn it off business. Mm. So we learned and created like a, not like an anchor, like a phrase where you say, hey, can I, can I ask you a question? Can I talk to you as a wife now or a husband? So <laughs> that we can able to turn it off, like switch off or like, hey, now is your wife and husband talking. Because yeah. at times we can just really get into that rabbit hole and challenges that come in business and mix that into the family business. It really was, initially was a little bit hard, but that has eliminated a lot of issues that could come up.
0: Yeah, no, that's huge. I, 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 you know, even just to dive into that and then get into your story here and transition there. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's really, really tough. And that was the other thing. Right? There's multiple awarenesses, but I'm like, you know, I'm I'm first your wife. Um, So if certain things are getting in our way in our business, we need to recalibrate and look at where we could get some more support. So yeah. we're not talking about day-to-day stuff as much, you know, I'm more strategic and there's things that we're working through too, but it always comes back to I'm first your wife and your first, my husband, you know, absolutely. and to have a healthy yeah. marriage is, yeah. is absolutely our first priority. So, if anything in our business comes in our, the way of that, I immediately, and he's right there with me, I'm like, okay how, okay, how do we shift this so um, it doesn't impact our marriage and our family? I mean, that, and that ha- that's been continual. But so let's go out there because I wanted to ask you more questions. But so, tell us a little bit about Grace for you. What pulled you into real estate investing? I know you yeah. guys have, you know, rentals, you've done like a gazillion flips and all that good stuff we're going to get into. But what yeah. for you really pulled you into this game of investing?
2: Awesome. So um, I live currently in Seattle. I came to Seattle about um, 15 years ago from Lithuania. It's one of the Soviet republics. So my amazing accent is actually. A, European slash Russian, whatever you call it. (laughs) Thank you so much. And the way I got into real estate really by accident because when I met Taro, my husband, he was already uh, like a volume fix and flip here on the West Coast. And um, initially I was working for a software company, W2 job. And I remember when I began networking in the local RIAs, meetups. Uh, people used to ask me so like hey you're a wife of thorough when will you be quitting your w2 job and to me it was actually fascinating how many unhappy people were working regular jobs and I was, my response was always like I'm like I'm not planning to quit my job I'm really challenged where I am because it was a software uh, that was developed for logistics and shipping industry so it's mm-hmm. like a like almost working for two industries simultaneously. So, like, I had no intention whatsoever. I said, like, Taro, you have your own life. I have my own life. and be happy. But um, what it helped me to ease into real estate, because I began managing our rentals a couple of years ago. So while working full-time, I got to know, like, a, in a, like, very, like, soft way, not having to be, like, full-time into the real estate. So networking and getting into property management, self-manage our own rentals. I wish we kept it sooner. (laughs) like everybody says, like a lot of flipping. And um, so back um, end of 2017, we had a huge breakthrough in our family. Tarl and I, we realized because both of us, he wanted to build real estate business, even though it had processes and systems. So he was not really passionate in it, but he knew like that's a vehicle to get financial freedom, get the cash flow, and earn free time to do whatever you want to do. And I liked my job. So it was sometimes 10, 12 hour days. Mm. And we come back, we grab quick dinner, eight, yeah. nine o'clock, and I say, Hey, sorry, I need to talk to Japan or Asia because it was an international company. So what we realized, um, we will spend less time together. And we said, why we join our forces together as husband and wife, that's a top priority is to be together. So what the heck are we doing, right? <laughs> it's like working all those hours. So it was a big aha moment. And we said like, hey, we need to have a huge reset button. And one day, Tarl went to this local event organized by a friend of ours. He heard that phrase many times. But that was awakening, I think. Sometimes we might hear some phrases or advice, but we are not in a state to hear it and apply it to our lives. I think that's what it was. And basically what the advice was at that seminar says, why don't you create the life, what you want, define what that is first. And to Tarl and I was, we don't want to be like a day apart from each other. We just want to be together. And then they say, apply your business to fit into your lifestyle. Mm. Oh my gosh. Not the
1: other way around.
2: Yeah. So that was a huge transformation. And then um, not to get into too much details, but we spent several weekends together, big butcher paper, uh, meetings with each other. Toro and I, we like drafted, like, what do we want? And it wasn't like a formula. We're like, what are we good at? You know, what, uh, forms of income currently we have what else we can create mm-hmm. and what we want and we developed extra strategy from my job because I said as much as I like it my top priority is us as a family to be together right because I was unhappy he's traveling and I was keep grinding <laughs> mm. in my job so that's how I came in full-time and now we are so much happier because for us even some deals come up on our plate. Like we're not going to do it. If it's like, if our gut is not right, the numbers could be perfect. We choose the people we work, do business with, because it's like the most important to reduce the stress, to have a, you know, family comes first, our lifestyles first and, um, business, you know, has been better than ever before. And even though like last year, we traveled like 102 days because we want to be together. We wanted to travel. It was really by design, even though we decreased the volume of our flips and rentals, but we have never been happier before.
1: I love to hear that you guys sat down and really planned the life that you want to live and then fit the business around that. The first walk, walk through the first like six months, how yeah. did you fit in, how yeah. how the company had to adjust awesome. in order, because sometimes we have a plan, but sometimes things walk in different ways. What are the challenges that you faced during your first six months joining the company? Since you guys are not building from scratch, certain processes were already in place and things like that. Walk me through the challenge and the most uh, important
2: lessons that you learned throughout your first six months. Yeah. So the first thing, when I made a statement, I said, Tarl, I will not be the one saying working for Tarl. Working (laughs) with Tarl, number one lesson. And he really respects that, and he knows like I'm like with two alphas meeting together. I hope some ladies can relate to and probably see say like heck no, I'm not gonna never gonna work with my husband, right? Right. I think it's really like preparation and knowing the characters of each other, and you know bring into that attention and I think like the top thing what we have is very very open communication, so like I voiced it right away. I said, like, it will be a big challenge if our lanes crosses when it comes to business. So the number one thing is like, okay, working with Number two was very big important thing is like, what is Grace's lane? What is Tarl's lane? So we never get, you know, mixed up together. And mine was really handling full-time property management, developing processes system, because at that time, we only maybe had like three properties, whatever. So to expand that and to be able, like anybody would come in, would be able to handle it. And then, like I told you, challenges is really because I was like becoming passionate because we are together and sometimes maybe having those distractions because like, hey, can I ask you a question? And just dropping in into his office. So we had to create those boundaries, like create meetings with each other. Like for instance, right now I'm in the upstairs office in my house and his office is downstairs, right? But the thing is like having that respect and communicate, say, hey, I need to have a meeting, schedule a meeting, even if it's at home, even, you treat that as business and not allow it to inter, inter, you know interrupt his workflow or mine. So, or like if my door is closed or his door is closed, we know like, don't bother, I'm like on a time block I don't know if any of ladies uh, try to practice. There's a book um, that I read and they have a mastery journal that in order to be very productive, like it could be even very big task. If we chunk it down and time block it, even say like 30 minutes or an hour each day, that is so, so effective. Absolutely. So no, know if it makes sense, but it's like Mm -hmm. to treat us business, create meetings, then you can discuss, even have a list of items because me as a newer person, like I might have some questions, but does it mean that I'm entitled or like, it's cool to just come in and disrupt other people's flow. So like that respect and open communication and have my defined lane. We wrote it down. It wasn't just verbal Say Hey, just property management. It was literally writing down. What am I good at? what am i not not so good at? Where am I you know ask people for like resources to you know to improve like and focus on my strengths instead of weaknesses
0: I, I, yeah you know, and I love what you're saying because i I feel like we <laughs> we started working together, my husband and I. We had different rooms that we could talk about the the the, the like this doesn't make rooms. It, It's so random. As I say it, it's like super random, but
1: it was really you hard. mean like kitchen, bathroom? That yeah, stuff? like we would have rooms okay.
0: designated. Oh, what we could talk about, where we can talk about. It didn't work.
1: Interesting.
0: It kind of like a little little out there, you know. Yeah. But but you know we we've tried we've tried things. I mean we've been we've been working together in various roles probably for about fifteen years since we've been since we met. Um, full-time, part-time, strategic, in and out, you know, all different types of roles. Um, creating the boundaries, yeah. I can't stress enough for a married couple, um, is so critical because it really can get very... And, and and really, what's interesting there is I think sometimes we think we know what the boundaries are, but if we really don't have those conversations all the time, yeah. that then it becomes... Because what's important to you is not always important to the other person you know I mean I, I'm not you know I don't go to our office every day I work from home and and I want updates on what's going on so at nighttime or we're having dinner with the kids, I'll ask a question because it pops into my head yes and and my poor husband's sitting there like he just wants to like talk to Zachary about Legos and I'm like, hey how's this project going did you get to do, 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 do?
2: that's so me used to be <laughs> I, know, uh-huh. and I you know
0: it's something I've struggled with. And I've gotten better. But the boundary, the, the, the scheduling work time together without the kids and incorporating some fun in there has actually worked really well for us. So mm-hmm. we'll ride our bikes to have a meeting together. So we're riding our bikes. And that's kind of fun in and of itself. It's not like you know a bike ride, but you're riding your bikes. It's something different. You have a meeting somewhere different than our home. We always like that. And, um, and then we'll meet and have lunch together. And that's, that's a good recipe for us. We don't always block the time out or something comes up, which is, you know, shame on us. But that's how we've been able to create boundaries. So the women listening, you know, if you're working with your spouse, you're looking to work with them, you got to establish the boundaries. And it's diff- what you think is your own boundaries is different than your partner's boundaries. Because it, really, we have different needs. You know, he's coming to decompress and I'm just getting ramped up sometimes at night. Cause I've, this might be a kid day for me. I haven't worked at all during the, like I've worked on, you know, my, my, my phone and gotten back to people, but I haven't like the time blocks or I have a couple hours at night. I want to work on some things. He, he, I'm just ramping up at night, you know, and he's like, he's de- decompressing at night. So create those boundaries.
2: And really- some people are heard like they might even, because we could be so snappy. He could be in that. Like you said, your husband wants to talk about Legos. Yeah. And I feel like what for- every family might be different ways but like we could be snappy would be like why the heck you don't want to talk about this project yeah <laughs> so I heard like to some people maybe a hand gesture maybe it's a like funny word so it just breaks the ice like you know like hey that's a that's a sign is like a knock it off like we are here now it's evening it's kids time it's family time whatever that might be you know to be able to trigger that because Communic- whatever your communication style it has to be established and defined with
0: your husband yeah and and, and commit to the boundaries and yeah. then both of you keep it out eye out for it because sometimes i don't bring it up it's it's dinner time and he'll bring something up
2: yeah. but then that
0: triggers me to think about something else yeah. you know and i'm like well you brought yeah. it but um i gotta then take the leadership hey we created this boundary whatever that boundary is so that's you know kudos to you to continue to doing that Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app
0: and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In
1: your business, you guys, you know, we all pivot to different situations. So from where you were, you guys were at the beginning and where you guys are now, how were those pivot moments for you guys to, to, and where are you guys going from now?
2: So for us, is currently we're building actually events business more so than a real estate business, business mm-hmm. because that is uh, more or less like a independent machine that is running. And we want to be less and less involved. So we are looking for people, for instance, in real estate who bring us off-market deal. We can do like a joint venture and then allow them to, Use our processes and systems for to manage rehab, like all the way from the beginning, how to analyze the deal. So they get education and they get the cut from the deal, you know, and then we split the profits at the end, whether it's a rental, you know, depends on a disposition or it's a flip, whatever, selling out. So that is running good, but like when it comes to events business, we run monthly meetups. Already it started back in 2016 at the end of it. We have also uh, expanded to a couple of cities here in Washington, and I think it's going to keep getting more and more traction. I think people, um, what we meet in our area, I don't know how in other states, but there is a lag and demand sense it that people really want that raw information no bluff call in you know if there's some you know issues with the contract or some like education that is free Mm -hmm. and networking so i know there's a lot of online resources we have and what we promote is really once a month meet in person you know listen to a local investor who's actually doing it and not a book smart so i have so that has been like exponentially grown our business Mm. we don't allow like selling on stage all the you know guru crap and like yeah so people really appreciate and that's our passion actually so it's like Mm. you're like okay let the real estate run and that's where all our income comes from and then events business almost like a sugar coating like just to have our lifestyle to be enjoying like my husband he's a public speaker and part of the bigger pockets contributor as well we have hosted already three annual events. It's called PNW Big Badass Real Estate Wealth Expo that has brought so many people nationwide. And uh, like this past April, we had 1,000 attendees, three days straight, 70 exhibitors. Oh. And it was the same way, you know, like the screening process for speakers. It was very, um, very warm, very open, very uh, open honest conversations and networking and just hearing out people who are actually doing it so i think moving forward like all our minds and enthusiasm is to like really expand product the entire and who knows where it's gonna go next so and That's awesome. that way i feel like the more we expand events business the bigger impact we can give to community yeah. so i feel like I, back when I was even younger, like I was thinking how are those people are so generous, like who like financially independent and established, how good they do. And some of you ladies might be in a beginning stages, some of you already probably doing it, but as, as soon as we start thinking outside the box and outside us like what is for me, like, like me, 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 it just becomes so rewarding And it gives so much inspiration every day to get up and crush it in the business, to be able to give back uh, to those in need. So our big passion is uh, for the past few years, we've been uh, raising a lot of funds for Travis Mills Foundation is for the recalibrated uh, veterans and their families to possibly have maybe first vacation because they have ailments and, you know, broken backs and uh, amputees, yeah. what they can do, adaptive sports. Like it gives me goosebumps just talking about it. Yeah, because I it's like I got it too. In April, we raised over $200,000 wow. and there will be over 200 families that will benefit. Just because of us investors, you know, did that event came all together. We believe in a cost. Yeah. Like that's a huge ripple effect. And I feel like each one of us have a,
0: the ability to do that
2: ability to do it. Like it could be small ways. We don't have it to do in a, you know, huge thing. Yep. We can change one person's life and that's a huge reward and yeah. inspiration to inspire others.
0: Love that. I love that on a lot of levels, you know, Andres and I are, we started, a, um, women's mastermind many years ago. We do a zoom call just like a, a you know, you know, where you're supporting each other, yeah. we read a book every quarter. And the book we were reading right now is called Small Giants. And uh, at first it was a little hard to get into. you kind of like, you know, these businesses, some of them are like, okay, like 200 employees. I'm like, whoa, I don't, <laughs> we don't want 200 employees. Yeah. But regardless, you're listening to it. Okay, what can I apply to my own life? One of the biggest things, they like studied 12 successful privately held companies or around 12 companies. And one of the many things, there's like 10 things or five to 10 things that they all did. There was like the, the, the connection one of the things they did was they all contributed to their local community. They, they all had this this strong commitment, not from a like, look at us, we're awesome. We're giving to our community, which some organizations like to do. Really just from like, don't even tell anyone about this. We just want to give, we want to contribute to our community. Like what you're saying, you put this conference on, you need a thousand people. That's remarkable. And you're able to give that kind of money to an organization that you and your husband care about. That's, that's awesome. It's amazing. So- Anyway, that was the theme. And I, you know, I got to thinking too, like, we all can do that. You know, I, you know, we, absolutely. And, and it's a small level, you know, whatever level. And, you know, I, I said to myself, we could be doing a better job at that. You know, here we are, we got our start in in an urban community, Trenton in New Jersey, and we have port, we have a portfolio there. And I've given, we've given to organizations. We never like created like this partnership. So I just had a meeting recently with an organization and I'm like, I felt really good yeah. to like, we really want to help you guys. Like, I, I don't, don't tell, we don't, this is not about any marketing or any, like, we're going to put like a stake in the ground. Like the Rosa group is helping this company. Like, this, it's not about that. I'd rather it be like low key just to contribute. Cause I like, I was like, you know what? I've, And I felt so much, I had so much going on the other day. And I'm like, now I'm at the Starbucks meeting the foundation um, uh, person. But I'm like, this is like so important, not urgent, but important. So I'd say that to the ladies listening, you might be like, how do I get my first flip or how do I scale my business? And all those things are are, are real and you want to figure those out. But if you can figure out how do I create a give back in my local community on a small scale? May you start giving five percent of your wins, and that's what my husband and I talked about. And Andressa, you and I talked about that giving yes. women's organizations as we as yeah. we create our own kind of you know wins and stuff. Um, what percent can you give? It's a percent, right? So if the more you make, the more you give. You know, and I, I just think that's important. We often think, oh, I, I'll give later. I got to get my business to a yeah. certain point. Oh, that'll be later. Oh, I want to give. I want to help, but I don't have time or energy right now. No, no, you need to do it now. You know, I think, I don't need to tell you that you need to do it, but you know. Even
2: like a physical thing, like just going to volunteer for an hour, like go on a Thanksgiving, uh, hand out some turkeys and food and cook in a local kitchen to feed homeless, whatever that might be. I think women
0: are amazing givers. And and I think what, what ends up happening, and I know I've said this to myself, to be honest with you, I love giving. I love helping people. Most women do. I've never met a woman that's like, no, women, you know, people, people suck. I, oh, and I don't want to help anybody. I don't, I've do never met yeah. a woman like that. or uh, lot the women in our community, they want to give, but they're like, oh, I got so much going on. I, they're not even giving to themselves. So it's really hard to like wake up and go, I, I want to give. So, you know, you got to fill your cup. You got to give to yourself. You got mm-hmm. to take care of what's important yeah. and, and start to be like, what small thing can I do to give to others? And, it, and, and that meeting yesterday, even though I had like s- so much going on in my world right now and I work part-time, so I, I felt really overwhelmed. I'm like, I'm so glad I did that. That was so, such well, time well spent for me. It was a small thing, right? It's a meeting. We're going to give a contribution to an event coming up for them. And I'm like, I felt really good. You know, I was like, this is why I'm doing what we're doing. This is why we're doing what we're doing. I think
1: what you're saying, it, it applies for, it doesn't matter how much it is. Because That's right. Because when you give, you, we sometimes think that it's benefiting them, but a lot is benefiting us, our energy change, how we feel about the world. It's not about us. And when you do things that it's not about us, it, it, it is a different type of feeling. It I really is. It really, and I can really, relate to
2: so. yeah. Like I um, contribute once a month. I'm part of the cooking program for the children's center, incarcerated kids who are there. Some some of them might be six months. Some of them might be three, four years. You know, like teenage kids who have committed some crimes. So through cooking, we not only teaching them skills how to eat healthier food, be able to cook something from scratch and not eating all the garbage we see on the shelves in a store. <laughs> so that's one way of contributing. But each month, like I have to come up to with a couple of recipes, purchase the goods. And then I have a couple of volunteer ladies that comes with me to host the actual class and they get involved in cooking. And some days I can tell you, like, I'm like, I have so much other crap to do. I yeah. have <laughs> <Our laughs> business. But I go to the store and it happened a couple of times. As soon as I showed up, their faces lit up. They like right. so excited to see me, ask me questions because we haven't seen each other for an entire month. I call them my kids. I don't have kids yet. So I'm like, oh, my kids waiting for yeah. me. I got to go. It's true. Words cannot describe like how much I receive, probably more than them. Who knows? Yes. So yeah. like I can agree, agree with you, Andressa, like that's us outpouring so much love to ourselves that we're able to see other people around us.
0: Yeah. And you can't do it if you don't give to yourself. I mean, I think yeah. all of us, especially women have a hard time with that. I have a hard time with that. And some of the awareness that I, I've had, you got to, you got to, you got to fill your cup. Yeah. You really do. Um, you know, and, and, whatever that looks like to you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to, to, and I love what you're saying too about the creating your lifestyle and then creating the 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 business activities that support that lifestyle, like that is so so important and is a great takeaway, you know, for the ladies listening, um, you know, not not to not to transition in, in a too crazy way, but I'm curious to get into, um, you know, what your learnings have been from a property management perspective, you know, and because you've taken that on as your yeah. kind of path, so I'm I'm curious, you know, what what about a year and a half but what, two years or so into it, yeah. um, what, have it what have been your greatest, you know, learnings? So many women I talk to, especially the women that are really active in this business, um, especially if they're, it's funny because even if they're in a husband-wife team and the ones that even aren't, they gravitate to the to the management side. They gravitate to that taking care of whatever that is. Whether it's a flip, they're kind of managing it. They're, they're making yeah. it go from start to finish and, and things. So I'm curious for you, what have been some of your learnings or takeaways? As, not knowing much about it to, you know, really running that side of your business.
2: So one thing, um, well, many things that I have learned and challenges I had to overcome, but most resourceful was, and I had challenge with, I felt comfortable enough at the beginning asking people that we knew personally to ask some questions about property management or some things I didn't know. My challenge was, asking questions people's people that I may not know especially coming from a background where I am the wife of a very well-known local investor is like me uh, putting that aside the ego side be like hey I don't know nothing about property management company I just come up to another maybe property manager during networking events it was very like humbling and it's like a almost like a shameful so I had to overcome that so the ladies who are listening it might be <laughs> it could be applicable that I have gained so much uh, by asking questions and just putting my ego aside and pretending I don't know nothing and ask them how they doing there has been a dream, tremendous uh, you know input to how I created processor systems yeah. And really, I'm creating too many mistakes at first because mm. I'm like, oh, I have to work on myself, you know, not personally to be able to reach out when I need to. So that was a very, very big one. Well, and I think and- that's
0: a good point. Like so many times we we don't want to ask questions because we, we feel like we should know it and, or, you know, figure it out ourselves, right? So many of us, right? Well, figure it out ourselves. And then you end up like basically just, you know getting in your own way you know mm-hmm. and, and you're right you just have to put a push that aside and you know here's what i know here's what i don't know what's going on and just bounce it off of people so that's yeah great point point.
2: and in the long run now i realize like other people have different ways of doing and i compare myself like being rookie now but like like i told myself i'm gonna learn whatever it takes like as fast as i can because it was passion to me is to do very good in property management because dad bought the time to spend as much time I can spend with my husband. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be like, it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm enjoying property management. It's just easy way in and what we're doing. And in the long run, once we're going to increase it, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> you know,
2: but like that's mm-hmm. a, that was good contribution while we've been building our business. And especially that we do bur, so we don't do rent ready it's not much maintenance repairs that we have to do. So it's like once you put a good tenant in, which is very, very, very important, um, so they don't trash the place out. It's really like you have two, three years, like a very minute repairs to do.
0: And for the ladies listening, BRR, um stands for Buy, Rehab, Refinance, Rent. And repeat. So you're basically buying something undervalued, putting the work in, and then you know refinancing it and obviously uh, renting it. So just the other
2: way. I the the other way I explain burr to other people because it's like so many words. I say it's like flipping a house, except this position changes. You just rent it out, and then (laughs) there you go. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) pretty much. But it's like a fancy word. This burr, you know, with the four R's. Yeah. 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 Um, and then another thing I felt like I learned um, to answer your question besides asking for help I consider myself like a majority of females like we have emotions (laughs) unlike (laughs) men sometimes they they may have but they would not show it so (laughs) I heard so many stories with potential applicants and tenants so I had to really overcome and say to be to learn comfortably to say no and the Mm. reasons why to really treat this business to be objective so to put that aside that was a huge learning curve because I find myself wasting time at times talking to people I shouldn't be I can be empathetic I can be a good person say Mm. hey you know sorry to hear that like that hey I gotta move on because you know (laughs) I have to live as well
0: yeah I, I can relate emotions I can really I think a lot of women can relate, you know, and you have to really, you know, really keep that in check because there is yeah. a point of being being too nice, you know, and, and, and enabling, whatever that looks like to you. Um to, you know, especially when it comes to tenants. I feel like we did this I did the same things when I was I'm like, "No, I don't want to talk to I like everyone. I like most people. So don't put me in front of people. Like that's not that's not effective in that situation."
2: At the same time, <laughs> emotional piece of ours I think sometimes we can use it to our benefit yeah to when we're talking to contractors or like our vendors like yesterday I met this drywaller you could tell he's like being a little bit sexist because talking to a woman Mm -hmm. and I don't know like how many women there can relate to that oh yeah yeah. they have stories of their own right and like I treat both equally like I don't want to be like hey women deserve like different treatment or like I'm not part of like the feminism Mm -hmm. movements but like I could tell like that if it was a man he would be different and uh, to make story short it was like a disagreement about the price even though he said one price initially over Mm -hmm. the phone we agreed flat price for the driver for the labor we came in yesterday just to meet in person to like you know, shake the hands on a deal, collect invoice and, you know, mm-hmm. all the paperwork, he started like jerking me around saying sure. like, no, the price should be like uh, you know, two grand Wait. more. So. Wait a second. <laughs> but what I meant by like uh, using our emotions to influence. I yeah. So what you do in like that a-
0: situation? Yeah.
2: So not to get in too much detail, I was telling him like, listen, we are very integral, very honest people. And we have multiple contractors working with us for many years. Do you want this to be your last deal? Like if you tell one number, I believed in you, right? Like just to trying to be like emotional-ish, mm-hmm. but like you're talking like a human being. And I said, hey, listen, what if I told you I'm going to pay you, let's say, I don't know, $12,000 a week ago, and then you complete the job. And I tell you, like, hey, actually, I'm gonna pay you eight. How would you react to that? I think he starts shifting then. Mm. Yeah. It's so what, like do just to- what do you say? Then we agreed to like whatever with the price negotiation. Uh, we agreed to do, you know, a little. I paid him one grand more. It's because of just uh, hangers, uh, labor mm-hmm. that coming in. Mm-hmm. It's too complex of a house that you know ramped it up kiss price Mm -hmm. so he basically wouldn't make any money but i think it was a little bit bluffing we needed to get the job moving and the project you know running yeah but uh, still a lot of things to learn i mean i'm always open to like how people negotiate how they talk and just being open about it but like emotions could be a very harmful and it could be very influential
0: yeah, I'm sure you've dealt with that a bunch, Andressa, because you're you're <laughs> dealing with <laughs> dealing with, and,
2: but yeah, keeping
0: keeping the emo- using that like kind of like feminine energy, so to speak, but to a like okay, this is what we said. What happened? Let's let's move on from this. And and I think what you said was great. You know, like presenting it. This is long-term relationship. Yeah. yeah, you don't want that. Then we gotta re- regroup, recalibrate. You know.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, now this is great. I love that. So so. Yeah
2: business for sure But what, <laughs> i said if people like uh, ladies who are listening there. real estate no matter what you do still it's a people's business and it's very small yes. concept, uh, word travels
0: but what and- you and what you what you experience i think so many women have experienced yes. more so than men because you're dealing with your inner male oriented environment of contracting right and yes. and it's like they they uh, normally assume you know you know less. It's just unfortunate, but that is the case in many situations. So it's overcoming that and then developing that team that gets it, you know, like whether this guy is a long-term person, I, you know, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it's developing that team that respects you and respects what you have to say, you know. And just, so you always say something, you say something clever. You, You had an experience happen like that.
1: Well, a
0: lot of them. But the one with the, the, the <laughs> where's your husband? Where's your husband? And you're like, um, he doesn't write the checks. What, what did you say? Yeah,
1: they always ask, do you need approval for approvals. X, Y, and Z? I was like, okay. Loving so a piece of I was like, what comes out of this mouth here that you see goes? Everywhere. I, I say that. This might be our first time talking or negotiating or going over everything. But so you know. I am the decision maker here. And what comes out of this mouth here goes. Are we clear? <laughs> oh yeah. I'd be like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and oh, I can talk numbers bad. with you. I understand. I can talk numbers with you. I'm good. I actually have a couple of questions about how did you calculate your drywall sheets? Can you go over it with me? Because my numbers are showing a little bit less.
0: But and that's and that's your style. I mean, that's part of who you are, right? I mean, you're more direct. I don't think on a good day I would ever say what you just said. Because that's just not (laughs) my style, right? I would be like, Have you ever said, heard me say that? Whatever comes out of my mouth. No, it's just not my in my DNA. But you have, and I should say, and you have to stand up for what you believe in in that moment. You get a price, they say a price, and you met in the middle. I think that makes a lot of sense, Grace. I mean, that really does make a lot of sense because you kind of got where he was coming from and then, you know, you learn from it and you move on. But, um, you know, I think so much of it is doing it, negotiating in a way and having those tough conversations in a way that like is in your own style, in our own styles versus like, I got to be like this direct, you know, in your face person. If you're not that way, I don't know if you ever will be.
1: But then, then you shouldn't be sitting on that seat.
0: Well, then you shouldn't be sitting on that. That's another yeah. point.
2: Yeah. Then, then there's a lot of people who should not be dealing in contractors. We yes. had this project manager. That's a very good point. Difficulty we had it. It was we not letting him go from our company soon enough. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a lot of contractors who were just ticked off. It was like a raising the voices, just being like a dictatorship.
1: Mm.
2: You know, this those contractors, they run in their own businesses. It's, mm-hmm. it's their choice, how they running. And it's our choice whether to work with them or not yeah yes. so it was a like we i mean unfortunately we'll learn a little bit later start hearing out from contractors like the feedback from them coming be like oh shoot we had no idea <laughs> you know so so yeah. Like, yeah empower people on your team you know to be placed in the right position to do that job whatever that might be
0: and if it's not in your kind of your, – your, your, I think most people are, are some – I think you're either in one or, one or two categories. You're too nice or you're too direct usually. And you're usually one or the other, and you have to pull yourself back for different reasons. Yeah. And, and if you're in a role that needs someone to be more direct and you're too nice, you know, that can either have to adapt or you have to shift. Okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing this long-term. Or the other way, you know, I'm in a role that needs somebody who's a little more kind of nice and jovial. Yeah. And you're just like direct. I mean, we've all had, you know, how many times you walk into like a doctor's office, you know, and the woman's like, what do you need? I'm like, like that clearly they clearly hired <laughs> the wrong person for that role. Yeah. I mean, I'm coming here for an appointment. I want to hear good afternoon. Can I help you? I mean, oh, God. I but we all have that experience. So Wherever you are in the continuum of being too nice to direct, you're probably one or the other. And there's women on both ends. What are the roles you need to do day to day to achieve your goals? And are you in the right seat? And if you're not, document it and find someone who can, you can work with who can do that.
2: Documenting the key.
0: Yeah. Because then if you're like, okay, I need you to
2: do this. And you're like,
0: here, I got a blank piece of paper, <laughs> you know? So... Um, that's really neat. I think I think what you're saying too, I, I love what you're saying around creating that lifestyle and then building it all, building all of your business activities and your rental income or wherever you're making money, how you're making money to support your lifestyle goals. I yes. think that's the crux of it all. Um, I love and, that.
2: And I can tell like examples, for instance, what does that mean? Like we want to be together in our lifestyle and we want to be able to travel. Mm-hmm. We love you know, going to like seminars, continue education, mm-hmm. masterminds, whatever that might be. So what does that mean to us is for us to be able to have access to our business on a mobile device. That's right. Yeah. Right. So, so as simple and little to be able to share it with the team, to see what our team doing. So we we use Asana for our project management of stool, for instance, we use Smartsheets, we use Dropbox, very, you know, nicely all organized. So at any given point, we can actually see what's happening. Like for billing too, we use build.com. So if you have an invoice coming in from our bookkeeper, you just have to take a look, like approve it, doesn't match with the scope of work. You swipe, that's it. The check is being mailed automatically on our behalf. So just think, what is that lifestyle that you wanted to, you maybe wanted to work in a business? yeah and then and just it's it's so fine. It's, it's, like for us was to be able to work from anywhere and be able to go whenever we want right and uh we keep working on a refining systems for instance currently we are hiring executive assistant for taro super exciting and uh you know amazing feeling we're like hey we're gonna have you know for the first time executive assistant working we never thought in our lifetimes like because there's so much help we use virtual assistants mm-hmm. from afar but we feel like at this point we need someone local, local and be hip to hip especially awesome. with our events business yeah.
0: That's exciting. You have a lot of neat things. Now you're very inspirational. You're, 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 you're on some some neat thing, you know, a path. And I think putting your own needs and your own marriage first and everything else around it is the, is the key. Where can the ladies listening, um, you know, learn more about what you guys are doing, all the really things you're up to. So where can they,
2: where can they find you? So they can look it up, fixated on real estate on Facebook. They can also look us up on Instagram Fixated re, and you can find me Grace Yarber. I'm more active on Facebook. Awesome.
1: And then, if any
2: of you are interested about checking out our annual expo, uh, you can take a look um, pnwrealestateexpo.com, and we are planning our next conference will be in June. Awesome. And all
1: of this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, Grace, is what's the most transformational book you have ever read?
2: Of course, Rich Dad, Poor Dad (laughs) uh, by Robert uh, Kiyosaki. That has been the most transformational because coming especially from Soviet Union, growing up, not having much, working hard, getting good grades, getting good education, that was like wired in, Um, so that has really changed my thinking, and those of you who are listening, if you have yet to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I would highly invite you to do so.
1: Yeah, 100%. The second question is, what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free and balanced life?
2: I love that question. There's so many things that I do and I shift around sometimes like what the routines that I do. Um, One of the things that doesn't change for years, as soon as I wake up, I go in and take a cold shower, like all the way, like actually wait until cold off even more when people say like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm just trying to warm up my water, you know, for the shower to be hot. So the reason why I do it is um, it's been for many, many years, probably like 20 years. I've been taking cold showers and of, initially thought that I'm a little bit crazy. <laughs> I do it because sometimes I don't want to do it. And yes. that has enabled me to change my thinking. If I cannot take cold shower for like a 30 seconds or or a minute, what other things am I not wanting to do and will not do it?
1: Look at you! Wow! Yes. I'm like I gotta take a cold shower. So, I swear. So
2: oh, any God. there's a ways to work, you know to gradually to to get to there. Could be hot, cold. Like right now, it's like sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to take a real shower. I haven't taken like a warm shower, and so so yeah, that's been. Uh, Huge, and then in the mornings, like I've been a snoozer getting better uh, from Tony Robbins. Even what I learned is actually giving high five to each other. Mm-hmm. So get up out of the bed, raise one hand up. And then the second one, and then give like a high five to each other with both of your hands. (laughs) like, hey, I'm up. I'm ready to conquer the world. (laughs) So like those small things um, Mm -hmm. lead to bigger things.
1: Yes, 100%. And the last question is, which women, famous or not, has inspired you the most?
2: My mother, she's not famous. She's a hardworking woman. She has inspired me so much. And she raised me and my brother. At one point, she was working three jobs, actually. And I'm so inspired by her, hardworking, knowing what she really wanted to provide us education for us to feel loved. And um, I'm inspired and I hope one day to be a very, very devoted mother. Awesome.
1: Well,
0: thank you, Grace. That was awesome. And appreciate you being on our show and appreciate you spending time with us and
1: adding your great insight to all the uh, ladies listening. So thank you. Thank
2: you so much for being here.
0: as a result of today's show, and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time
1: with us. Ciao.